So you said you had a bit to start with? Yeah. How would, do you want to describe your bit? Are you like a flight attendant? Is that the bit? Well, I thought about it, if you don't remember. Last week was our one year anniversary. Seems like we're in this for the long haul. Okay. So one of us should be taking this seriously. <laughs> so from now on, we record this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to be wearing a suit. Okay. Looks good. Didn't have a tie, so I use whatever this was. Okay. Well, for the listeners, I am not wearing pants. By contrast. As the one who's taking this seriously, I won't let him lie to you. He's wearing two pairs of pants right now. <laughs> I was also thinking about... This is year two for us, Chris. It's real big. It's real important. It's our sophomore year. Everyone knows more most important things in your life happen sophomore year. You lose your virginity. And you, false. That you was your first year. kiss in that order. <laughs> that, that was eighth grade. You... Take a meep test? I don't remember what happens when you're a sophomore. Um, we start finding out who we are. Okay. And wh- what what we do. Uh-huh. Where we fit in this big blue marble, we, this big yeah. little marble we call Earth. Okay. Um, and as you know, we've been getting lots and lots and lots of people asking to sponsor on here. Oh. But because we're two artists, we're two indie guys. Yeah. We've turned them all down. Which made me realize. It's not about the cash. It's not about the cash. It's We're not in it for the money. Chris, we can ask. We're in it for the funny. We're in it for the funny. That should. Oh, Chris, we should rename. <laughs> we should rename the show to "In It for the Funny." Um, we gotta be a lot funnier, <laughs> and then have it not be funny at all ever. Oh, then perfect. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Um, we can use licensed music. Just realized that. Don't know when we would use it, but uh-huh. realized, hey, we're making no money off of this. We're in yeah. it for the funny. This week, theme song, Freebird, all of it. <laughs> So if you'd like to play that now. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week welcome back to eating soup alone year two this week chris for you i got a great surprise all right wearing this suit mm-hmm. welcome back to eating soup alone the only podcast for this week that is also a game show chris okay i have a secret word okay i have two secret words okay i will not tell you through the duration of this what those two secret words are okay would you say those two secret words? I have trivia questions for you. Okay. I have riddles. Okay. I have physical challenges. Okay. There are point points uh, assigned to all of these. Okay. If you score below, again, not going to tell you. If you below score below a, a certain, certain point, in the, uh, below a certain number, I will not be here next week. Okay. And you're gonna have to go it alone. Okay. Okay. Stakes are high. And I was, uh, I should have thought of a theme song to this game show, but it's going to be Freebird. Free <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, we watched two movies this week. This is true. We did. We did. Uh, which one would you like to start with first? The one that was made first. Planes, trains, and automobiles. What year did it come out? Oh, I don't remember off the top oh, of my head. Oh, zero points. Okay, well, that's not how that works. This is a tiny little note. Oh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So it was a movie starring um, John Candy and Steve Martin. 
and it was directed by John Hughes, which is so odd because usually he directs movies with high schoolers mm-hmm. in it. And then also that one uh, Twilight Zone movie where a plane crash happened and people died. True. His... I'm gonna... Hold on. Oh, wait, no. John Hughes didn't do that. That was... John Landis. John Landis. Well, okay, the letter goes on. It says, well, uh, regardless... Max Landis did get canceled for being a sex pest. Oh, absolutely. Fuck that guy. Yeah. It makes it uh, really... You know what's the worst thing? He wrote uh, the best Superman comic book I've ever read and then got canceled almost immediately. So mad. Fuck that guy. Fuck him into the ground. Is worse. He's on an episode of the X Files files that I yeah. really want to listen to, but I'm like, not yet. I you know what, you don't know what? want to hear Max Landis' voice. Yeah, he's also on a couple episodes of the Kind of Funny podcast. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I, I'm so glad that he's not on my favorite podcast. Eating soup alone, I know. Yeah, this it would one. suck if he was on. Hey, this he's one, never yeah. been on it. Never gonna. And be hey, on. ladies and gentlemen, Chris and I can guarantee to you, one hundred percent, or your money back, Max Landis will never be on this podcast. Hey, word up. And then it says five out of ten. Pretty good letter. Pretty good letter. Yeah. So, and that little bit, you said some of the words. Was it sex pest? I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> what do you want, Chris? Physical challenge. Physical challenge. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, you get to choose? You get to just look around and decide which one you want to make me do? <laughs> no, I had these in an order and they're fucked up, so I have to reorder them. Okay. Do a funny amount of push-ups. All right. What? Okay, count them. Three? No, this is three. Four? Are we counting up or down as one? Five? Up, I guess. Six. I gotta remember to breathe. Seven. Oh, my arms feel like noodles. Eight. Kind of a throw up. Nine. Is it funnier if I can do ten? I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh. Ten. I got one more. Oh, I'm going to explode. I can't do it. Okay. You can come back now. How funny was that? So unfortunately, the answer we were looking for was 14. Oh, my God. So unfortunately, that's no points for you. So, Chris, what's your experience with planes, trains, and automobiles? Uh, My grandfather sent it to me through the mail from a birthday one year. I can't remember which birthday, and it sat there unopened for a long time. And then we opened it up the other day to watch it. Yeah. What made you want to watch it? You picked it kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Two reasons. One... I just remember sometime hearing it somewhere recently that it's actually considered to be like a classic. I didn't know that it was like mm-hmm. a movie oh, yeah. that had any reverence. I thought it was just kind of like, I don't yeah, know. Like I usually like, hear it talked about in the same breath as uh, like Tommy Boy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I always figured it was something like The Great Outdoors. This is another John Candy comedy. John Candy is a, you know, revered individual. But anyways, yeah, that and then also... Uh, the other thing was that I I I, I, found, I, I was like uh, talking to somebody. I was like, oh, they're like going home for the holidays or something like that. And they're like, yeah, Christmas. I was like, oh, well, that might be a little fun thing to watch close to the holidays. It's Thanksgiving they're going home for. Yeah. What about you, Kenny? Me? Do I have any? Any history? Yeah. Physical challenge, riddle, or question, Chris? Physical challenge. Physical challenge again? Yeah. My chest hurts. Give me six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Does it count out of the claim thing? Because I don't. Chris, any way you can get six cold-hearted American dollars to me? I was really hoping he's. Chris is currently going through the house, looking for change. I guess. Or I assume cash. Chris isn't the type to carry cash around on him. People, you know that. He's Mr. Moneybags, but you ain't robbing him. Would you accept a half pound of copper? How much is copper going for on the street? I don't know. Can you know Google it? I'll take it. <laughs> anyway. It's a I've, memento. I'm very sad to give it up, but all right. Yeah. I need those points. It's fine. Um, uh, I've never seen this movie before. Have you ever seen a half pound of copper? Never seen a half pound of copper before. Is this really a half pound? I thought it said five on it. 0.5. Does it? Yeah. I guess. Okay. So I've never seen this movie before. Really? Honestly? No interest. Okay. I thought people would talk about planes, trains, and automobiles all the time. Like, Nikki's seen planes, trains, and automobiles. And I'd say, you know what? No. And if I'm being honest, don't think I'm going to get around to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did the other day. We watched it. Yeah. Very John Hughes movie. Yeah. Not sure the best director for this movie. No, I don't know. Uh, John Candy. I'm not very familiar with his work at all. Yeah. He's arguably the best part of this movie, I guess. And just, hey, Chris, if I'm being honest, a goddamn waste of a Martin Sheen. Yeah. Because he's not even in this movie. You know what it is a waste of? Huh. Steve Martin. That's what <laughs> we're thinking of. Um, Have you seen a good Steve Martin comedy? Yeah, pretty much everything he's in. Okay. Yeah, I like I like Steve Martin quite a bit. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Pink Panther, Pink Panther 2, Pink Panther 3, uh-huh. Pink Panther 4. I'm kidding. I think they made one of those movies. Yeah. I'll get into how I feel about it. What do you, where, where are you now? Well, right off the rip, I guess. I'm still winded from the... The old push-ups. And they're running around looking for copper. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need the copper back. I'm going to have to get you another $6 somehow. That's fine. Go uh, <laughs> give, it a, give it a brief overview, Chris. What is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles about? Um, it's about a guy named Neil. And then there's also another guy played by John Candy. Neil, he's uptight. He's trying to get home for uh, Thanksgiving. And anything you could possibly imagine going wrong, that shit goes wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I will give it this. There's the... Proximity to a holiday slash holiday stress part that's very relatable and always mm-hmm. a little cozy for me. Hey, I'd watch Four Christmases if you put it on. I like the holiday movies. Sure, I do, Chris. I, yeah. I hate to admit it, but I do love. I do I'd love, watch Fred Claus. I do love a nice sleepy little holiday movie that I can just put on. It makes me feel like I'm watching ABC Family. Yeah, I fall asleep halfway through. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I wake up in my bed. How'd you get here? Oh, Dad brought me here while I was sweeping on the couch. What are Thanksgiving movies? I mean, this is technically, I guess, a Thanksgiving movie, right? Um, um, fuck, what are Thanksgiving movies? I know there are some, but none are coming to mind. Um, like, I have a very clear memory of someone very grossly eating a turkey in a Thanksgiving movie. Can't picture the actor, can't picture the movie, but I can picture just the visualization of just whatever food they have in their hand and they're eating enough. Maybe I'm thinking, there's just a thousand Thanksgiving TV specials. But. Yeah. I can't, think of a, I can't think of a movie, no. Another thing I'll give it is, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes travel be stressful. Travel be very stressful. You know? And I think my brief overview before we even get into, like, plotting or anything like that, I just got to say, I think this is fine. It was a good watch. Mm-hmm. Situationally, funny. Never got a good belly laugh out of me. And also the dialogue I don't think is as funny. I think my expectation might be a little too high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get why people hold it in, you know, some reverence because objectively some funny stuff does happen. Yeah. You know, I'd be lying though if I didn't say a couple of times I thought during it, like, hey, 
Yeah, a little more fun with Tommy Boy, though. Abs- oh, well, absolutely. Or any other thing John Hughes, John Candy, or Steve Martin has made. Yeah. I My brief overview of this movie is, what's the deal with this movie? <laughs> like, I don't... I mean, I don't think this is by any stretch of the imagination a, a bad, bad movie. movie. Yeah, no, by no means. Um, I just don't think of it as a movie that anybody would be still talking about. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, it's funny here and there. Steve Martin is too straight as a straight man. You have a huge coffee stain on that that, that buttoned-up tuxedo white T-shirt. Yeah, it's rum, Chris. Okay. I haven't washed it. Chris, if I'm being honest with you, I haven't washed this since Halloween. Uh, and on Halloween, I slept in it. Okay. So I'm just smelling. And you know what? I'm not going to wash this suit for the next year. All right? Every week on this podcast, everyone listening, I want you to just know I'm going to be stinkier and stinkier episode after episode. And all this year, I'm going to shower immediately before every episode. We're going to do every episode starting next week. I'm going to stinky suit. Chris is in a bathtub. (laughs) Um. Yes, so from the rip already, you get the classic okay, Steve well, Martin. Oh, you said one of the words a while ago, and I was waiting on it. But also, I didn't get to finish how I felt about the movie. Oh my bad. So, question, riddle, physical challenge. I gotta do question. Yeah, you absolutely do. You're so out of breath. Yeah, and I can't do riddle. I'm not smart enough for riddle. Questions though. Questions start easy. All right, good. I need points. Or else it's me and Elton on the podcast no, next week. All right. These start really easy. Okay. They're about me. I'm your best friend, I'd assume. Oh, God, I'm your fuck. co-host. I'm basically your husband. Chris, when is my birthday? Your birthday is. We've said it on this show before. I know. I want to either say the 18th or the 20th of February. We need a final answer. Or the 21st. I'm going to say February 21st. February 21st. Christopher says. And for six points, Christopher Crumley, my birthday is January 21st. Fuck! Damn it. I didn't think this movie was that funny. Yeah. Um, when it did feel like a John Hughes movie was, I think, maybe when this is at its worst. I like me, you know? Uh-huh. The, I hate, fuck, awful. Uh-huh. Like, I just hated it. Uh-huh. Like, every time I've heard someone quote that part of a movie, yeah, was I thought they were like quoting, 16 like, 16 Candles or... Just like another John Hughes movie where a teenage girl is saying this to someone. Yeah. And it's just strange. It is strange. And I know, like, you ever watch a movie? You ever watch a movie? No. Well, they're fun. You should check it out. You ever watch a movie and you know you're supposed to be feeling one way, but you just can't? Mm -hmm. Never in this movie did I think, man, Steve Martin's a dick. When he's lighting that lady up at the airport, I'm like, yeah, yeah Steve, fucking get him. Yeah. And at no point in this movie yeah. did I feel bad for John Candy. Mm-hmm. Or did I like John Candy? Mm-hmm. Oh, your wife died? I don't give a shit. I'm sleeping oh, on a bus blood. and you start a sing-along? I will kill you where you stand, John Candy. Oh my god, just fucking insufferable. Yeah. Almost, except for the part where he's playing piano on the dashboard of the car. Yeah. Did I think he was funny or charming or anything? Mm-hmm. Hated his guts, wanted Steve Martin out of there as fast as possible. I will say, though, John Candy had the better watch when they give that guy their watches. And he's like, how about a Casio? I'm like, that's the better watch. Sir, you don't know this, but those things will be around for the next millennia. I'm still wearing a Casio right now. Yeah. Um, movie's fine. Yeah. I think it's all right. Plot. 
Yeah, plot time. We're going to plot along. Neil, who is Steve Martin, is sitting in a nice little business meeting where his boss is looking over. You unbuttoned one year. You don't want to button that up. You yeah. don't want to just look at this big can, mess of chest hair I got? Yeah. Okay. And his boss is just it looking is at... It is hard to look at. Every time I looked at it, my own chest, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> his boss is just looking over potential out, uh, magazine covers. Taking a sweet old time. Steve Candy's doing the... You know, looking at the watch. Trying to mouth to another guy like, I have to go. You know? Does get out of there. Forgets his gloves. Goes downstairs. Tries to get a cab. Gets into a cab off with Kevin Bacon. Um, trips over a trunk. Spoilers. It's John Candy's trunk. We learn that later. John Candy takes his cab. Unbeknownst to John Candy. Uh, he, Steve Martin gets to the airport. Flights delay. Awful weather. John Candy. Steve Martin. Meet up. Right? Um, John Candy is frequently right about travel in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's a traveling salesman. I guess it would make sense. Um, he's just like, hey, ain't no way we're leaving this airport tonight. We might as well go get a hotel. Right? Yeah. He's pulled this, He pulls this other card all the time, too. He's like, I know a guy. He's my buddy. They're booked up, but while they were doing the whatever the hell, I was calling that guy saying, hey, get me a room. Dude, this is the first part of the movie. You skipped over it. That made, that I, I began on this stance. Okay. They're sitting across from each other. John Candy goes, hey, don't I know you? Steve Martin immediately recognizes him. I'm yeah. pretty sure he goes, no idea who you are. Doesn't <laughs> want to engage. And John Candy goes, hey, I stole your cable. Oh, isn't yeah. that funny? I'm like, Scum of the earth. Hate this guy. Want him dead. Hope that's how this movie ends. Go on. We go to the hotel through a... Uh, I guess it is a hotel. But they go to the hotel through a crazy taxi. It's got decals. Oh, yes. They do hydraulics. take off the crazy taxi. Yeah. Fuck. I looked... I can't remember. So I shouldn't have brought it up. But The, the taxi has a name? No, the taxi driver is an actor that okay. I believe I recognized. Okay. Are you I also... Up? Yeah. I also forgot that uh, Steve Martin paid, played like uh, paid like seventy five bucks for that cab too. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah give that guy all that money. Yeah. Anyways, his name is Dell, by the way. John Candy's name is Dell. He's a uh, shower curtain salesman. Shower curtain ring salesman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyways, Dell's like, hey, I got the room. Let's split it. Basically, something happens where they swap their cards or whatever with the old timey credit card machine that. You know what I'm saying? They share a hotel room for the night. Doobie, the taxi driver, is played by Larry Hankin, oh. who's the guy that runs the junkyard in Breaking Bad. Okay. Also, don't know when it comes up, whenever they get picked up by that truck, truck is being driven by the lizard from Spider-Man 2. Fun fact, half pound of copper worth a buck 97. <sighs> All right. Does that mean I have to go? Oh, back? no, it's, I think the, the, the cool factor of it yeah. brings you up those couple of bucks. Okay, so. okay. Anyways, um, they're showing sharing the hotel. Uh, I think John Candy takes just a sloppy shower and uses all the towels. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes a big sloppy one. So Steve Martin takes one, uh, and then he's got no towel. He's got to drive with a little hand towel. Ever Funny, happened to you before? Relatable? Yeah, absolutely. It's even happened here in Mount Home when I forget to do laundry. Absolutely. I remember once I went camping with a bunch of folk. Yeah. Took a shower, got out, realized, oh, I didn't bring a towel. Yeah. Because. But I can't pack for camping. I don't think I gotta bring a towel. Yeah. Especially when I'm indoors somewhere. I assumed they would be towels. Mm-hmm. Foolish of me. So I dried myself off with the shirt I was going to wear. I know people who definitely yeah. do that when they're traveling. Yeah. I absolutely know that. It sucked. It was grimy. I hated it. I yeah. don't recommend it. Yeah. Sloppy shower. Gets they out. then, uh, I believe, you know, have to share the bed. It's only one bed. 
They realize this. Things get very uncomfortable, which I think is very funny because they are total strangers. Mm-hmm. It's not until the morning when it gets, you know, a little homophobic. But I still think, you know. They handle it well. They, I think they handle it all right. They it's, handle it in more of a, in less of a gay yeah, kind of way. And more, more of a, a, like, they got too comfortable together. This and they strange were man just kissed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that night, I also do like this is one of the moments where I was like, okay, that's pretty funny because I don't remember seeing it, but apparently John Candy spilled beer everywhere. No, I think so, that's a good bit. They yeah. don't show you, and I yeah, think that's so Steve the Martin's bit. Martin's yeah. like, I used to fill beer all. We're gonna sleep in this wet, and he's like, we can switch sides. And he's like, no, it's fine. I just wish I had a towel. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, they wake up, they do their thing. Um, from there, they then was it there or then? Oh, it's neither. Whenever you say it, I wait a little bit so you don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, that's a good call. I wait for there to be a beat. Okay. Riddles, trivia, physical challenges. Let me try my hand at one more question. One more question? Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have no points. <laughs> you got a couple. This one's good. Okay. Chris. Yes. I'll give you points for being close. Okay. How heavy is cooper the cat god i would say like 20 pounds maybe 21 ish pounds chris do you know cooper wouldn't let me pick her up to weigh her so you get those five points <laughs> you think that i'm in the right ballpark 20 pounds yeah she might be 20 pounds you want to yeah. go weigh this cat real quick we can try okay we'll be right back okay she's 15 pounds what happens next they get out of the hotel yeah i think they go double check with the flights and uh, John Kane's basically like, hey, there ain't no way we're getting on a flight. It's still not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Let's get on a train. And get on a train they do. Uh, however, the train breaks down near Jefferson City. They're stranded. They then take the bus to St. Louis. That's when Dell starts the singing thing. I think that's also when uh, Steve Martin watches a couple make out on the bus. Ah, yes. Because John Candy fucking tells him to that piece of shit. God, I hate him. I believe they uh, they raise some cash because John Candy sells the rings as uh, the uh, shower curtain rings as yes. earrings, makes a bunch of money. They go have yep. some lunch, and I believe uh, Steve Martin at that point is kind of like, "Hey, we should go our separate ways. This just isn't working out, right?" Uh, I believe that's short lived though, uh, because Neil rents a car. Although when he gets to the lot, there's no car there. He walks back. Oh, he calls him a big dumb fucking idiot at the hotel. We missed that, and he goes, "Yes, I like who I am." Yeah. 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 Sorry. I just felt wild like tonal it's shift. important. No, it's a wild tone. To the story. What, did I say something else? Yeah, you did. Okay. About, about a minute ago. Okay, all right. Trivia, riddles, physical challenges. <sighs> Fuck, give me another phys- physical challenge. Physical challenge? Yeah, it better not be money related. I'm broke. You've only got three left. Okay. Give me $12. <laughs> you said you're broke. So we're going to throw this one away. <laughs> okay. Give me $24. Okay. This is a toughie. I feel like it's going to be. It's not going to You have to pronounce as many of these words that are written on this card okay. correctly as you can. Okay. For every one you get right, you get three points, okay? Okay. Oh my God, okay. You can also you can also pass. Gonna pass. Okay. <laughs> you got you got twelve dollars. So, um, 
They're on a bus now, right? Yeah. An automobile. We're skipping past trains. They're on an automobile yeah. already. No, they were on the train, but it broke down. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sing-songy on the yeah, bus. Yeah. Annoying. Fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Neil. Is that his name, Neil? Yeah. Goes, I got a song. Yeah. Oh, I hate And everyone is just looking at him. It's no, the Flintstones theme song. No, then he sings the theme song. Sing foam theme songs. That's minus three points. That's okay. And they get off the bus because... They're talking, and then he says we're going to go our separate ways because we already did this part, and he goes to get the car. There yeah. is no car. He comes back. He lights this fucking lady he up. He does, yeah. Which you should be He's nicer. Like, I need a fucking car when I go to the fucking lot, and there's no fucking car there. Then what the fuck did I pay for, you know? Yes. Right. I. You should not treat people at their jobs this way. Yeah. Especially front, like front-facing people at a company who are behind a desk. But also, Neil, I understand it. You've been with John Candy for two days. Yeah. There's no car when there's supposed to be a car. You probably paid a lot of money to get here. You gotta get home for Thanksgiving. This lady needs to know that you're fucking revved up. Oh, also forgot to we just totally forgot to mention that they'd been robbed the first night in the hotel. Oh yeah, All that's right. All right, just two burglars sneak in and switch yeah. around their credit cards and yeah. shit. There's also the point where uh, the lizard from Soda Man Two shows up and drives them to the locomotive, mm-hmm, which you did mm-hmm, mention in your mm-hmm. opening crawl. Uh, he's funny. Um, he's funny. Yeah. He does have that line about like uh, he has his wife help with the luggage or whatever, and they're like, no, 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 we've got that. And he's like, no, nah, she's a strong girl. She gave birth to a to a bouncing baby boy last season. It came out sideways or whatever. Whatever he says, <laughs> it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, where we're at. So he's back at the terminal or whatever. There's a guy, and he yells at that guy, and the guy punches him, mm. and then Dell almost squashes his head like a watermelon. And it's a funny, like, ironic scene where, like, Dell doesn't have the whole story. So he's like, oh, you just gonna let this man sit in the road? Even though, like, they just had their thing or whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Now Dell and Neil are back together in Neil's rented car, which later we find out Neil or Dell rented on Neil's card, mm-hmm. his credit card. I thought you left it there on purpose. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. But it's not totally his fault because remember the switcheroo happened earlier? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a long time to plant that seed. Absolutely. That's that's the one thing I will give this movie. Yeah. It plants seeds that pay off yeah. sometimes an hour later. It's yeah. great. I love it. Um, so anyways, they're cruising along. Initially, Neil's driving, I believe, and Dell's fucking with the seat. And he's like, you're going to break it. He's like, no, nah, I just got to get it just right or whatever. And then cut to five minutes later problems. and Steve's like, you broke the fucking chain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve falls asleep. Dell does his little piano thing. You love this number. I do. It's a, maybe the only part of the movie that had me like, I was like giving it a good chuckle all the yeah. way through. Uh, then he almost hits a deer, swerves off the highway, does a little turnaround, starts cruising down the highway. Unbeknownst to him, he's heading down the right way. This is another scene I think is very funny. because Wrong a, way. My bad, yeah. There's a couple on the other side of the median heading the same direction because they're going the wrong way. And it's, like it's a moment. I like when Neil and, and Dell are on the same page. It's <laughs> yeah. always funny. Yeah. Um, they keep saying like you're going the wrong way, or whatever. And Steve's just like, yeah, fucking crazy. And then you know, and John Kenny's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they're like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, I love because it doesn't register to them that we're going the wrong way yeah. on the freeway. They're like, how do they know where we're going? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> that is a very funny yeah. line. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give me a t- riddles, <laughs> trivia, physical challenge. Let me try a riddle. Nightmare. This is a nightmare. Chris? Yeah. The riddles one is empty. <laughs> Fiscal challenge or trivia? <laughs> Give me a trivia one. I haven't tried trivia yet. That's not true. There's no more questions? Trivia are the questions. Oh, okay. My bad. Go ahead. Keep going. Do your thing. In what year, Christopher, will you die? 
okay. This seems self-fulfilling to a degree. I want to give an honest answer, but then I also want to shoot a little bit higher mm. so as to not make my own bed. We Let's all say, do. What's that? We all do. Yeah. I'm thinking probably like I would say probably 75 is a fantastic age to year. die. I need a year from you. I know, I know, I know. And yes, 75 would be great. Yeah, it'd be a great age. That's perfect. That's a, a little too long, but, but just long enough that you're happy. But will that happen to you? Will you get that from your life? Is that something that you will get? It's nice. It's pie in the sky, but we're talking cold hard facts here on this question, Chris. We are. What year will you die? Now, would you like to die? Let me drop that down a little bit. That would make it 2065. Chris, the answer we're looking for is 2031. <laughs> Sorry for both of those, that it's so soon and that you got it wrong. All right. I'm running out of these. You got to stop saying the words. <laughs> um, at this point, they eventually realize uh, that they're going the wrong way by way of two semis coming directly in their direction. Destroys the uh, exterior of the car quite substantially um forgot to mention that while piano man was doing his piano thing my worst fear happens yeah yeah he flew his cigarette or whatever landed in the back seat um they're just sitting in the street on his trunk just like wowie like what a day we've been around or a couple days we've been around we didn't get on the plane no train no automobile yada 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 oh, we just can't catch a break and i also think this scene is very funny uh, because Dell looks back, sees that the car is on fire, turns back and says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> then Steve sees it, turns back and says nothing, and then they both look or whatever, and they're like, okay, well, yep, that's fucked. No, they, I love that they both start laughing. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Neil starts laughing yeah. very hard. Yeah. And Dale starts chuckling too, and he's like, what? He's like, it happened to you finally. You did it to you finally. And Dell starts laughing too. He's like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He's like, oh, man, how'd you rent that car anyway? He's like, oh, I gave the lady behind the counter a couple uh, shower curtains. He goes, you can't rent a car with a shower curtain. I, like, I had your car in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then he loses his shit again. I'd push him in the freeway. Yeah. Hate him. Hate him. No yeah. one would blame you. No one would see you. You just <laughs> run. Then I think uh, Steve Martin realizes his wallet is in the car or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. How do they get out of here? Oh, the car drives. That's right. I yeah, the car still it. drives. They get pulled over for a second about like, uh, I do like the cop's lines. He just says, do you think this is street legal? Cop is played by Chris McKenna. Great. Not, they Chris, go. not Chris McKenna. What's his name, Chris? Don't know. He's the guy from Clue. Cool. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. That yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy. He's also the, the lead singer in This is Spinal Tap. Blind. Okay. He's also Saul Goodman's brother in Better Call Saul. Okay. And he's also married to Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Onward. Onward we go. Uh, they try to rent a hotel with his burnt up credit cards. Funny. Yes. Gives him $17 and his pretty nice watch. Yeah. Um, at some point they have the conversation where Dell is like, I haven't been home in years. Yes, and I immediately I'm like dead wife. Years. Oh yeah, that's the first thing I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. That or divorce. I thought dead wife or divorce. Divorce would make sense because he's so <laughs> unbearable, Chris. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, they're, 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 Steve's like, yeah, you're not coming into this place with me. He goes in, he sleeps, John Candy bundles up, he's just in the car, and he's like, well, you've really done it this time. You're really just, you're insufferable, and people can't stand you. And I'm going, yeah! <laughs> uh, then Steve Martin has a change of heart, and he's like, you're going to freeze out there, get in here. And, they get and drunk. I'm going, let him! <laughs> and they get drunk on little tiny, 
little baby bottles. This is cute, yes. It is a very cute scene, yeah, because they're eating candies and drinking the thing, whatever, and Steve Martin's like, I feel like I'm at summer camp. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. cute, very cute. Actually, we mixed up the chain of, a train of events, the way that they get back. Yeah, the cop has to happen later. No, 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 no. It happens before that. Oh, yeah, the cop, the cop does happen later. The pair in the morning resume driving to Chicago. That's when they get pulled over. Then they ride in the back of that semi. Mm-hmm. They yeah. also crash through the wall of the hotel. They do back up into the wall of the hotel. It's a funny Chris, the way we talk about this movie, the more I like it a little bit. Yeah, like I yeah. said, I think the situation stuff is strong. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it's just that like a lot of the dialogue is not that punchy. It's not as funny it's or kinda, endearing as I want it to be. Yeah, it's like very mundane and yeah, not that interesting. Like I feel like a lot of the... Which I guess maybe it's like a little more real, but I don't know. I, this movie just has in no way any like panache, panache, no bite to it, like yeah. in a comedy or a drama way. It's yeah. just shit kind of happens. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. wacky. Yeah, it's and more also fun to think about. Also, we forgot to mention all the while this is happening, we just keep cutting to to Steve Martin's just hot ass wife, just crazy hot wife, yeah. just like oh, where's my funny looking husband <laughs> and his kids his kids are doing some stuff yeah but they're not hot so anyways they drive but they're, they're in chicago they decide to part ways or whatever they're finally in chicago steve's like i'm gonna go have sex with my wife and john kenny's like yeah dude me too absolutely see ya dude god i love fucking my warm wife 100 percent alive wife and uh steve martin is riding off some music swells all the other music falls out and steve martin starts hearing i haven't been home in years i haven't been home in years I love my wife. But before that, though, they, I want to have sex with my 100% live wife. Before that, there's is a montage of the movie playing in his head. Yeah, and he's just very nicely chuckling along to like, oh boy, that yeah. wasn't that wacky. Yeah, and then yeah, he gets the oh, my wife is alive and hot and hey, warm. He pulls a nice, cute John Hughes. Yep, emotional turnaround. He hops on the train back to where he was and says, "Hey, Dell, you're coming home with me because your wife's dead, isn't she?" And Dell's like, yep, she died eight years ago. And he goes, yep, I was never married. Yeah, and they go home. <laughs> and uh, I think I remember Steve Martin's wife being excited to see Dell, which is weird because I don't think she would know Dell. But whatever. It's fun. No, it's, it is just a weird scene. They come yeah. in, he introduces him to everybody, and wife somberly comes downstairs. Yeah. And she sees all their greetings, and then she sees Dell, and she goes, Mr. Dell, it's very nice to meet you. Yeah. And then she kisses. And then it's beginning to look oh, a lot like Thanksgiving. Everywhere we go, movie's yeah. over. Finn. Finn. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Overall, um, by no means a bad movie. A lot of really fun stuff happens in it. It's just that, like, it's just, yeah, a little mundane Yeah. You know? Absolutely. A little mundane Overall, I'd probably give it, like, a C+. Plus. Respectable. Yeah, probably like Respectable. a C plus. Um, personally, yeah. Uh, just like I've been saying this whole time, I thought it was good. In no way a bad movie. Except for the ways I'm about to list. Um, yeah, just doesn't have... It's not enough in either direction for me, personally. Uh-huh. Uh, funny or emotional um not saying that a movie has to be one of those two things but it has to be something this movie is very clearly trying to go for either or and also i could be i mean no fuck you this is my opinion subjective i don't think it does either well either of them right yeah um and i think it leaves me wanting more throughout the entire movie yeah um 
adding up to an experience that I would call, frankly, boring. You know? I'm really just coming down hard on this movie. I would like to, I would rather, instead of Steve Martin, uh, it'd be Seinfeld. Because I'm thinking of a scene in Seinfeld where he, uh... He has reserved a car at the rental place place, and he goes in, and he's like, yeah, I'd like to get my car. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're all out. And he's like, but I had a reservation. And they're like, yeah, but they're all gone. And he's like, or no, she's like, sir, I don't think you understand. Like, we don't have any cars. And he's like, I don't think you understand. I paid for the reservation, mm-hmm. so there would be a car yeah, here. That would yeah. happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it would be great when um, they're in the train station, and he's selling the things as earrings yeah. to the teenage girls. Uh, Seinfeld could have been there and gone, hey, what are you doing later? Seinfeld dated a teenager for a very long time. I don't yeah. know how nobody ever fucking talks about it. I hear it come up every now and then, and everyone yeah. goes, but Seinfeld's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was pushing 40. She was in high school. Yeah. I would give Plain Strains and Automobiles a solid C. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. You have one physical challenge left, just so you know. I'll do it. Yeah? can't believe I was four off from being funny physical with the push-ups. Challenge. Also, forgot to mention, because I don't know if you've noticed, but I, this is very heavily based on Double Dare. There is an orange flag hidden inside one of my body parts, but not where you think it'd be. <laughs> I have to search your person for an orange flag? It's my urethra. You'll just, when you pull it out, you'll be like, oh, here's the orange one. And you go, oh, no, it's red. And you'll keep pulling like a yeah. magician and more and will come out, but they'll all be red. You'll get to the end. You'll be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'll be almost dead. And I'll be like, they were all different colors, but they're blood because you pulled them out of my urethra. Cut all of that. Out. <laughs> okay, Chris, pick a number one through 30. These are not physical challenges. This 23. Will, 23? Yeah. What the hell is that? Eat that whole banana in 23 seconds. All right. Tell me when you're starting. Get a timer out. I'm going to choke to death on this banana right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Set. Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> he folded it in half, and he's just <laughs> mashing it. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God, Chris. You did it with one second to spare. Oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> I need those points. That'll net you 25 points, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> so then we watched uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Sad movie. Sad movie. Um, I was just thinking about planes, trains, and what would go good with it. I was thinking of other rope trip-esque movies. Yeah, but you movies, fucked up. But I fucked up. It's Tommy Boy. Well, yeah, but I felt like Tommy Boy would have been the obvious one. I was, of course, if I'm honest with you, I almost picked Logan. And then I was like, eh, maybe. And then I heard, like, out of the corner of my ear, someone go, hey, Little Miss Sunshine. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never seen that. And I always hear about people talking about how good it is. We're watching Little Miss Sunshine. That's so odd. Because, yeah, we talked about it during the movie. I looked it up. The thing made $100 million, Won mm-hmm. four Academy Awards. I've always thought about it as, like, a 2005, 2006, like, little indie thing that, you know. Yeah. I never hear people talk about it. So that's really cool. A lot of bits happening here. That's really cool. I think it is a strong movie. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. We'll get to it in a second. All right. Little Miss Sunshine was made in uh, 2003. And uh, it was directed by uh, Sarah Lee 
Bread Company. Listen, audience, I said I wouldn't lie to you anymore. We don't got letters this week. I'm so sorry. Someone was busy making a game show and <laughs> forgot to write the letters. <laughs> anyway, Steve Carell's here. Pa- Paul Dano here. The mom from uh, Hereditary. Tony Collette. Oh, my God, yeah. Chris. Tony Collette is in Tony this Collette. movie. I had no idea. The dad, never seen him anywhere. Never seen him anywhere. Grandpa, never seen him like anywhere. Like the grandpa, but also Gail the Snail shows up. Gail the Snail's in here. Brian Cranston is in here. And Brian Cranston's brother Dean is Norris here. is in here. I don't know who that is. He's the brother-in-law from Breaking Bad. There you go. Great. Uh, I feel like there's one other person in this movie, the lady of the pageant that we've noticed from things like yeah, Donnie, Donnie Darko. Darko. And apparently she's in Child's Play 2. Exactly. She's also in uh, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I know. I was most surprised to see, A, a very young Paul Dano. I thought that was fun. But I was, like, legitimately shocked to see uh, Tony Collette because I thought, I thought, like, um... Hereditary happened, and that was her like first major motion picture role, and yeah. now she's in everything because of that. Uh-huh. I love her. I think she's great in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony Collette. She somehow, in this movie, which is what, like 10 years before Hereditary, looks about 10 years older than she did in Hereditary. I don't know what she's doing, but Tony Collette, if you're listening, yeah. it's working. You're looking great. Love yeah. you. Keep doing you. Good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Soup. That's that, man. Mattress. My overview would be, um, I think there are, and I think this happens every generation, like, there's a degree to which, like, almost like a John Hughes movie almost feels like a 80s radio hit. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are a lot of, like, indie, like, focus features movies from the aughts that just feel to me like Grizzly Bear or Vampire Weekend or something like yeah. that. This is a movie that feels like an indie yeah. Yeah. rock Absol- song. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, vibes are out of control. Everybody does pretty well. Um, there are a couple of, like, corny lines in here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know? Uh, I think that just kind of plagued, like, indie movies of the aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet moment. Got me emotional, but at the same time, I was, like, one foot in, one foot out when he's, like, do you believe in heaven to Little Miss Sunshine? And she's, like... I do, and I think you're... She's like, he's like, do you think I'm going to get in? And she's like, I do. And he's like, you promise? You know, it's cute, but it's also like, okay, you're right. Like, a, just a oh, little yeah. too saccharine, I feel like, you know. I, that was the one that I didn't feel that way about. Yeah. Like I said, it I still th- got me. I was like, oh, like emotion. I was like, oh, I, like I thought it was yeah. great. I yeah. think... Um, I think front to back, it's great. Oh, I think front to back is great, but very specifically that scene, just yeah. real quick. There's just some things uh, with I Steve love... Martin, or Carell, like... Uh, Carell, like, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to get at. Yeah, like even I... like uh, when they get the car going for their son, he just keeps going, outstanding, we did it, outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it's... yeah, I get it, he's excited, he was just about to kill himself, I understand why it's in there, but it's like just a little too saccharine and corny. Really? I, just a little bit, just a little bit. I, um, my... I guess now new favorite thing in a movie yeah. is when Steve Carell is there but not the main character. <laughs> like everything I knew about this movie, I thought yeah. for sure because height of the office. Yeah, he's the biggest name in this movie. Yeah, he is. Not, nobody's the main character of this mm-hmm. movie, and he's just kind of there for all yeah. of it. Like he starts it at the beginning, like he's the first person you see. But no, I thought was, yeah, I thought that I thought him like just finally getting a little like ump from the mm. family be like perfect awesome yeah. great love it and then i love when they're in the car and she's like when she's like do you think heaven's real after mm. grandpa just died that's a little too sappy it's a little bit too much yeah love that dad says nothing mm. and then i do I, I i i don't think this part's that sappy at all it just feels like a nice little like yeah. You watch Steve Carell go, oh i don't know it's yeah. whatever anyone believes and she goes well, i believe in heaven yeah and just him going 
think I'm going to get in? She goes, yeah. He goes, you promise? And she yeah. goes, yeah. That's just like a, dude, you nailed that. Like, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, uh, I think Steve Carell is perfect at that, mm. at, at that, being in like a, being a character in a movie in a very touch, tough situation and yeah. just, whether he is or not a father in the movie, being mm-hmm. the best dad in the world for 15 seconds and it. Yeah. It's perfect. It's great. Yeah, I mean, like another example is like Paul Dano when they're on the pier and he's just yeah. like, fuck job, fuck school, everything's a pageant, man, do what you love and fuck everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It sucks. Yeah. It's but just also, he's like, 16, so I think it's supposed to suck. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand why. I'm just saying that like, yeah, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like in movies like, it's, you know, just cla- like when you get a little too to the point, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just a little to the point. But anyways, barring that stuff, um, yeah, everything else is great. I mean, even just... You just got trivia left. Give me a trivia. That's empty riddles. Is this it? This is it. Let's see. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm not saying those things are bad. It just gets a little too sweet to the palate where I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if it's like something wrong with me, you know, and just yeah. being like, okay, all right, pack it up. All right. Quantifying your answer. On a scale of 1 through 10, Christopher? Do you think I'm handsome? 9. Alright, that wasn't one of the questions. I just wanted to know. Alright, question. Chris. Yeah. How many bullets are in my pocket? 3. I'll give you a a hint. 7. 4. his final answer Chris four, there are oh four God. bullets in my pocket <laughs> that'll net you four points <laughs> it's big bullets but anyways uh, yeah like right from the rip it starts out with a nice like uh, aughts indie track where it's just like banging the same chords on like yeah a, mm-hmm. you know like a muted kind of almost like toy-esque synthy, little yeah. piano yeah and she's just standing there watching a pageant I'm like okay I'm in yeah I'll, the other because yeah. like again my understanding of the movie was like oh yeah that movie that played on comedy central at 11 a.m every day <laughs> but uh yeah uh, right from the rip. did it really yeah it's not like because I, I wouldn't i like this movie i guess technically is but not, nothing in this movie there's one part that made me laugh out loud but i think that might be it which part was that uh, they're in the car and they're talking about Grandpa getting kicked out of old folks. So I'm like, why'd you get kicked out? He was snorting heroin. You were snorting heroin? So what? I'm old. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, again, this is another movie that I think, yeah, uh, a lot of the funny to me comes from like, just kind of like almost like situational stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's a little bit of trivia for you. It's got Brian Cranston and uh, Hank in it. What? They're from Albuquerque. That's where the family, they're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh! Yeah, what are the odds? I didn't even figure that third part in. No, no, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, this is, okay. Uh, I'm just going to read the t- first two lines off the Wikipedia page real quick. Uh, Cheryl Hoover is an overworked mother of two living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Her gay brother, Frank, and an, uh, an unemployed scholar of Proust, is temporarily, li- li- temporarily living with the family after having attempted suicide. Um just interesting that wikipedia leads immediately with him being gay yeah it's a weird thing to just be like oh yeah her gay brother you know um, i think is weird yeah i think is weird being a scholar of someone yeah like i don't know why it's never hit me until watching this movie i was like man fuck your job is to read some other guy's yeah. book and like you're like I, that's insane to be like hey yeah. i am the 
number one most recognized yeah. person in the field of that yeah. other guy. Yeah, one of my professors went before I dropped out of grade uh, grad school was uh, yeah I dropped out of grade school. Um, was uh, she was a uh, uh, Virginia Woolf uh, scholar. Okay. Modernity in general, but she very much so specified like that was her like focus was Virginia Woolf. All right, whatever. Crazy though, it still is crazy. Good I mean, it, even being in the class, I was still thinking like, damn, like just one person's work. That's like mm-hmm. your thing, you know. But I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm sure like when you get into physics, there's a certain point where you're just like, oh yeah, specifically molecular physics, but not even just that. Like I, I study the way that like these electrons interact with these electrons mostly i mean you know yeah that's yeah okay it's weird it's strange yeah. weird wild stuff anyways yes frank uh have you figured out what any of the words are yet no absolutely not okay You've done a great job seems like there's a lot of questions left oh i got a lot of questions left i have more questions than anything else okay i thought i'd riff the riddles like i'll just make a riddle up. Yeah, and then i opened that empty envelope and went oh wait that's impossible <laughs> yeah you know why because riddles, nine times out of ten, only like half work. Like the <laughs> yeah. answer, the answer is always decided by the person who wrote the riddle. Yeah. Not is it determined by the question asked. Yeah. It's kind of like a lot of these uh, questions. Yeah. Um, Chris, how many bones are in this human body? Fucking a. Hey, uh, what is it like? Human beings have like two hundred and sixty-one or like thirty-four bones or something is it they have 206 but what specifically how many bones specifically are in this human body chris if you get this wrong i'm going to be so mad how many bones do i have in my body chris 205 i got 206 chris i'm just like everyone oh my god (laughs) No points. Anyway, okay. banging Scared on a piano. We're at the beginning of this movie still. <laughs> She's watching the pageant. We're loving it. Yeah, and then, yeah, so almost immediately. Uh, oh, I think now we get some dad doing motivational stuff. I like the dad a lot. I think he's very funny. Yes, he is. Not like outwardly like he says mm-hmm. zany things, but just him as a guy. In the early half of the movie, for some reason, they make him a meanie. Yes, I And hate then by the end of it, they movie. like... They have him be a very lovable character. It's odd. It's odd the switch that happens. Yeah. I think it's... I mean, it's the point of the movie, I think. We watched this movie 20 minutes ago. This is true. Sorry. We watched this movie 59 minutes, 5 seconds, 6 seven seconds, 7 seconds ago. Yeah. Um, I think... because So I'm still processing it. But I, do, I think he is the most clear example of the journey. I think everybody goes on, if I'm mm-hmm. right. I uh, could be missing something if I'm not... But everybody in this movie is so wrapped up in their little lives... By the end of it, they're so drained by their lives that they're just like, her, yeah. this is what matters. This mm-hmm. childlike innocence, this is what we have to protect at all costs. Yeah. And I think it's a sliding scale from like someone who is the most already on that side, being yeah. grandpa, to the... He dies. <laughs> to the mom who I don't think is that caught up either. Yeah. You know, to, like, people who are super... And maybe, like, dead middle is, like, Steve Carell because he's the uncle. He's not really, like, in the family. To, like, on the other end being, like, the brother. And then at the very end is the dad. Because, yeah, he's the only one that, like, blatantly in the beginning is a dick because he's so focused on, like, gotta get this book deal, gotta get this book deal. Anyways, we see him doing his motivational thing. Mom gets a call about brother having committed suicide and being ready to go home. He's staying with 
the family for a little while. He's sleeping in the room with uh, Dylan or whatever his name. Frank. No, his name is Frank. Steve Carell's name is Frank. I think it's Dwayne. Dwayne. Yes, yes. Dwayne. Dwayne. Paul Dwayne. Paul Dwayne has taken a vow of silence because he loves Nietzsche and Who also doesn't? wants to be in the Air Force and fly jet planes. Talk about being a teenager. You remember yeah. your silent Nietzsche phase as a teenager? No, I remember listening to Yeezus by Kanye West in the basement and playing World of Warcraft on a private server until four in the morning and then going to school and working uh, at Tim Hortons in the afternoon. Yeah, I remember going to the woods and getting high with kids and playing Mortal Kombat until four in the morning. So, yeah, so. Different strokes, different folks, I guess. Hey, just built different, I guess. Um, yeah, so he's home. Um, Grandpa snorting heroin. Wearing a leather vest. Yeah. It's the first shot of Grandpa's, him snorting, wearing a leather vest. And I uh-huh. said, favorite character in this movie. <laughs> Don't care what this man says. And yeah. he says some bad stuff later. Yeah. This guy's going to be my favorite. Yeah. They're having dinner. It's a kind Goddamn of fucking chicken again. Yeah. Dysfunctional, uncomfortable, but also, like, again, a lot of these things are, like, a little over the top, but a little endearing. And, like, I yeah. can see where people are coming from. I like it. Um, um, Little Miss Sunshine asks Steve Carell, uh, you know, hey, what happened to your arms? And he's like, oh, I had an accident. And the mom's like, hey, let's not sugarcoat things. And, like, let's be honest with the kid. Like, you can, if you're comfortable, you can, you know, talk about what happened kind of a thing. And he does. He talks about, which I think is honestly a genuinely funny <laughs> bit from him. Like, how it just keeps going. And everybody's like, well, I love someone and they didn't love me back. And uh, people are just kind of like, yep, I can understand that. And he's like, well, yeah, but that's not totally it. It's also just that, like, yeah, I fell in love with somebody else or whatever which happened to be the number two Bruce yeah I, I think I think what it is yeah is he goes ah, I love somebody that didn't love me back yeah. and I think I think the way it progresses is Alf goes and that's why you try to kill yourself and he goes oh no 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that part was fine yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah and then he's like oh, you know fell in love with that guy or whatever uh, and then uh, and then like I made a big stink and I you know embarrassed myself and lost my job and I was living out a motel and that stuff I could handle but then I saw this thing about this guy getting, like, some kind of recognition for being a genius or whatever, and that I couldn't handle or whatever, you know, or whatever it was. Uh, yep. And he's like, I tried to kill myself, and I failed at that, too. Yada, yada, yada. First time I agree with Dad, Dad goes, wait, no, hey, hey, yeah, no, let's we're not, not do this. Not let's, not, let's not do this right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. I can also see it. Like I said, I see both sides. Yep. You know? Moving on. There's a voicemail. Isn't that quaint? It really is. The beginning when she flips her phone close, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the phone call, long story short, hey, guess what? There's an opening in the Little Miss Sunshine thing. Mom's like, we're doing this. Dad's like, we don't really get to do We got the seed money and we shouldn't spend all the seed money or whatever. And she convinces them to go. So the whole family's packing up and they're going. Right? Yeah, they gotta go. Can't leave anybody behind. Yeah, they're going. First day. So yeah, they start the 800 mile journey or whatever the hell it is. 1600 miles. Who cares? It's forever away. Not me. It's far. Yeah, it's very far. Um, first thing that happens is that clutch breaks. And they're like, hey, we can't do any work until Tuesday or Thursday or good, whatever. Th- this is a good joke. It's something I bitch about all the time. Chris is known in the world other than John Candy and planes, trains, and automobiles that I hate more than a fucking mechanic. They're just fucking hucksters. That's all they are. They're con artists. I don't know how we're letting them still get away with it as a society. But I do love the joke of, well, it's the weekend now, so we'll probably be able to get the parts Thursday. It's so good. <laughs> But he's like, also, you know, you guys could just push this thing, get it to 15 miles, and you can get into the third year, and you're good. So they start doing that for the rest of the movie. This is the time where Steve Carell is like, holy shit, we did something. This was great. I think about then is when Grandpa's, like, uh, having the talk where he's just like, you got to bang a bunch of women. And Dad's like, shut this shit down. My daughter's in the car. And he's like, oh, she's listening to the headphones. She can't hear anything. I'll give you a million dollars if we turn around right now. 
And you do also get the punchline where she takes her headphones off. She's like, what are you guys talking about? And Grandma's like, politics. And then Grandpa's also pretty funny in this movie. Yeah, except for between those two things you just said where he goes, oh, you're 15? That's the young stuff. Young stuff's the best stuff. At this point, your jailbait, their jailbait, you yeah. got to get it while you can. I'm like, mm, I'm starting to like Grandpa less and less. Yeah. Then they stop at like the gas station and Grandpa's like, hey, go get me some dirty magazines. I don't want none of that airbrush shit. Give me some dirty shit. <laughs> love it. Yeah. I love Sue Crow being like, you got it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's like, and hey, if you do, go ahead and get yourself a little something. He does say a slur, but yeah. I'll guess that's right. He does. Um, inside, he bumps into the boy that he was in love with who happens oh, yes. to be there with the number two Proust mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. specialist in the USA or whatever. And he mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, takes it mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. rough. I would too. A little in stride, but does take it a little rough. Yes, I think it was a nice little touch, that nice little shot you get of boy going back in the car out in the parking lot, and you can't hear him, but you can just see him very frantically saying to the guy in the car, like, you can't read his lips or whatever, but just his body motion everything is like, you will not fucking believe what (laughs) just happened to me, who I just fucking saw. Steve Carell's also looking real rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he does say like, no, I'm doing fine. I'm waiting my options. But it's very visible that he's not doing fine. Yeah, even if you can't see his bandaged up wrists, you're like, yeah. this dude tried to kill himself yesterday. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. There are a handful of major things that happen on this journey, right? Number one, the Grandpa Odis. Womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah, Grandpa's dead as Doradales. Yeah. Um, Number two, we'll get to it when the plotting kind of goes on. But I just, these things all kind of happen. Number two, Mr. Paul Dano finds out he's colorblind, which makes him not eligible for flying, testing, yes. aircraft. Number three, Richard, who is the dad, loses that book contract. Brian Cranston doesn't right. want to buy it. Right. So the granddad, the death happens. They go to the hospital. They got to be somewhere by 3 p.m. The nurse is telling them all the steps they have to take and stuff like that. And he's like, great. Let's wrap this baby body up to no, not wrap it up to go. Let's let's leave it here. And she's like, you can't leave a corpse unattended. Someone, you, you can't do that. And he's like, what? We'll be back in a little. She's like, no, you cannot do that. Other people are dying here today. Yeah, and he goes, show me the body. And yeah. from the time they're in the hospital yeah. to the time that he very slowly pulls the sheet off, I the entire time I thought, oh, grandpa's alive. Yeah, right. they they mix up some paperwork. He's yeah. gonna take the sheet off it's gonna be an asian man or something like yeah. that i thought that was gonna be the joke and then he goes god damn it dad and i'm like yeah. oh oh grandpa's dead okay yeah. okay yeah and then they're like let's shove this fucker out the window yeah, we gotta wrap out this of up here. to go yeah um so they decided to stuff grandpa in the trunk and bring him along because they're like whatever there's got to be funeral homes in california we'll you know get her to luma sunshine and i'll take grandpa over to a funeral home to get you know boxed up Anyways, like I said, next thing that happens, Paul Dano finds out that he's ineligible to be a jet flying man. That, and, oh, yeah, that's why he's quiet. We've got to bring that up. He's quiet because he wants to be in the Air Force, so he's taking a violent silence, silence to yeah. show how motivated he is. Which he breaks. He's freaking on the back seat, and Steve Carell's like, this is an emergency. you got to pull over, and the dad's just not. And he's like, you have to pull over. This is for real an emergency. Eventually, they do. Paul Dano goes out into a field, and he yells, and he screams, and he calls his whole family losers and divorce and bankruptcy and suicide. You losers. Then they send Little Miss Sunshine in, and she gives her brother a hug, and he's like, I'm sorry about everything I said. And they One tear on falls out of my eye when she hugs him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they, they continue on their journey. That might happen later. I think one of the very first things ha- that happens before any of this stuff is... Oh, yeah. oh, you're so out of order, yeah. Yeah, I think him losing the book. He loses deal. it, Grandpa dies, yeah. colorblind. Yeah, so he, the night that he loses it, parents are having a big fight in the hotel room. Um, I also 
I uh, do like uh, Grandpa and, and Little Miss Sunshine hanging out. Like when they're doing the growl, he's like, that's it. You win. Yes, I do love You're that. You're the he's... world's best growler. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that he's training great her grandpa. To, 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 do, to do the training pageant. And I love when she goes, do you think I'm pretty? And he goes, yeah, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. She's like, do you mean? He goes, yeah, I'm in love with you. It's not because you got a good personality or you're smart or anything like that. It's because you're the most beautiful girl in the world, inside yeah. and out. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. It's great. Um, but Richard decides after the fight happens, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go fix this. He gets one of the kids uh, across the street in the hotel parking lot to lend him a little Vespa or whatever, and he rides over there to Brian Cranston. They have words. They get nowhere with it. He comes back to the family. Then Grandpa dies. Then Paul Dano finds out he's colorblind and can't follow his dreams. Then they almost barely make it to the, the pageant. That one bitch is like, sorry, you're four. Yeah, four minutes late or whatever. And John the, Candy <laughs> levels of hate that. Like, I also love the dude who's like, hey, it's only five minutes. I can put him in the computer right now. She's like, whatever, it's your time. And goes off or whatever. Um, this part gets messy because everybody kind of goes their own direction. Dad goes to sit in the audience. Mom helps Little Miss Sunshine get ready. The guy who let them sign in a little bit late keeps checking in on them. I like it. He's nice. He seems very nice. Yes. Yeah, Paul Dano and... Um, after Grandpa dies, he replaces him as my favorite person. Aww. Paul Dano and Steve Carell go off to do their own thing. Steve Carell's uh, reading a magazine that calls his rival, who stole his boyfriend from him, um, which was, a, you know, you shouldn't be dating your grad students. But anyways. Uh, is oh, now yeah. Forgot to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is uh, now the number one Proust specialist or whatever. They go out to the pier. Paul Dano has his... You know, he's a teenager or whatever, but his kind of corny thing about fuck jobs, baby, jobs suck, baby. Do what you love, fuck shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, f- uh, fuck school, burn shit, kill yeah. people. And then they go back inside. Fuck Wolfgang, kill them all. Everybody, that's, that's yeah, everybody slowly realizes, besides the mom, that like, whoa, this shit is really weird. So they go to confront the mom and be like, she cannot go out there. And she's like, this is what she does. She's worked really hard for her. Let her be her. And they're mm. like, she, they're just going to get laughed at. And she's like, I don't care. She's going to do Olive. Let Olive do Olive. Yeah, would you like to pause at this point to talk about our biggest problem? Sure, what's your Not with this movie, but our biggest problem with... Yeah. I'd say society right now. Like, I turned to you one point, I said, and I still stand by it. This is... Because I've never seen an actual pageant, I have not. This is one of probably, like, top three hardest things for me to watch in a movie. Because I was just like, what the fuck? Is this what pageants really are like? I feel like one of the hardest things in my life to have witnessed is an adult beauty pageant yeah seeing kids do it oh from this moment on everybody this podcast is going to be about nothing else besides the shutdown and removal of all children's pageants in the u.s of a and also it's a game show still which reminds me trivia time okay chris this one's a gimme do you want just these three back to back and the last three. Yeah, hit me. Chris, what is my middle name? Alexander. Boom, five points. Chris, what is my favorite color? Fuck. I'm going to say yellow or green. What, what would be the third in the combination of yellow and green? Red? Blue? No, Chris, it's blue. Okay. No points. Okay. Chris, last final question for all the moolah. What is love? Oh, God. All right. You are I being timed. Th- What's that? You are being timed. No, that's <laughs> I think love is it's sometimes within reason. I don't think love necessarily is unconditional, and I think it can be. That's a choice you also make. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch that part of it. But within your reason, I think it's putting up with somebody's shit and deciding you want to be there for them and with them through uh, through life. Yeah. Correct. 
All right. Tell I have your points. I'll let you know at the end. The suspense is killing me. Child pageants. Um, Suck. Bad. Yeah. Doo-doo. Um, Donald Trump used to run one. That guy's a pervert. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, deplorable uh, criminal. Like, also the put him in bathing suits thing. Uh, yeah, the bathing suits thing is weird, but it's, like, almost not as weird as the make. Up. I know. Like, just the adultifying mm-hmm. of their faces, but yeah. then also they have these children bodies in bathing suits, yeah. and it's like, fucking let's knock all of this off. Yeah, and, like, I can see the thing where, like, I'm sure if you argue with someone, they would flip it on you, they're like, oh, it's not sexual, something's wrong with you to think about it that way, and I'm like, I'm not even, I'm just saying there should not be, like, there should just not be an event where a bunch of adults put children in swimwear yeah, and then look at them on a stage under a spotlight under the guise of who is the, the most, most beautiful beautiful yeah and listen if you're listening to this and you competed in a child beauty pageant when you were younger and you had a good time and you had a good experience and you have really like cherished memories from us yeah i, I hate to say but it shouldn't have happened <laughs> uh you know you know where to find us. You know our email. You know our Instagram. Do not fucking contact us. I want n- to hear nothing from you. You've been brainwashed. You should really start thinking about some stuff and yell at your mom. Fuck. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, Little Miss Sunshine started doing her thing to the tune of uh, Super Freak. Yeah. Looks like Axl Rose. I'd like to dedicate this to my grandfather who Very taught funny. me these moves. Oh, great. Where's Grandpa right now? Yeah. In the trunk of our car. Very funny. Also, should mention Richard was sorting out the funeral. Ah, uh, yes. Um, on the back end, he was just like, "Yep, Grandpa died in the car. We were driving for about five or six hours before we noticed. We thought he was just sleeping." Anyways. Oh, they get pulled over too because their horn won't stop working. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say this might be my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. They get pulled over by Special Agent Hank Schrader, mm-hmm. D Agent Hank Schrader, Dean Norris of Breaking Bad. He's like, "Hey, get out of the car!" And he goes, "Don't open the truck!" And he goes, "What? You know, you just gave me probable cause, right?" And he's like. It's not illegal. He goes, put your hands on the car. He puts his hands on the car and he opens up the trunk and he finds... Clearly a dead body in a white sheet. Next to all of Grandpa's pornos. Yeah. And he goes, eh, hey, hey, hey. Like, And he starts uh, talking yeah, to him sweet. about it. That's really sweet. And fuck, I can't, I can't remember exactly what the line is, but Dean Norris says something along the lines of, little this, little that. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, yeah. Just pick one and go. Sorry, I've seen a lot of these already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good scene, very funny scene. And then he's like, "All right, you guys are fine to go, whatever." And he he, he, he scrams. Yeah, cute, cute family guy. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it all worth it. Huh? Um, immediately, the audience is not into Little Miss Sunshine doing her thing, especially Donnie Darko lady with the beehive bonnet, almost type thing, yeah. is not into it. She's trying to shut it down. Um, she tells the little host, the MC for the night, to go out there and get her off the stage, and the dad is not having it. He's like, "No, you're not getting my daughter off the stage." Starts wrestling with them. Then that guy goes backstage and he's just, dad's just standing there. So he's like, uh, he starts dancing with her. And then everybody slowly starts dancing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. It's a nice, it's cute. Yeah. Climactic way to end it. It's for some reason, the only thing I knew about this movie is that they yeah. all get on stage with her at the end. Yeah. So I knew it was coming. Yeah. A little, little, little too saccharine. A little bit. Yeah. Just a little but bit. Still good. Um, they get arrested, uh, but the condition is they're not going to jail if they just never register their daughter to a beauty pageant in the state of California ever, 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 ever again. And the guy who tried to kill himself at the beginning of this movie goes, we can live with that. Yeah. yeah. Credits. Uh, I'm going to give this a uh, nice A-. minus. I'm going to give it a B plus. Chris, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. 
Glad we watched it. Glad I've seen it. No idea it won the Oscar. I have nothing more to say about it at this moment because we just watched it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's good. Yeah. It's a very emotional little story. It's funny at times. Uh, I guess recommended, I guess. Oh, yeah. 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 If you haven't watched this movie, watch it. It's good. Yeah, watch a little Miss Sunshine. Sorry, I can't think. I'm just thinking about the points. How many points did yeah. I get? So, at the end of both rounds, yeah. get an East movie with some rounds. Okay. Chris, I forgot to write down how many points you were getting, so you pass, <laughs> bud. You got them all, but I'll be here next week. I'll see you bright and shiny in this stinky, stinky suit. Can I just know how many points I needed to get? I didn't know. <laughs> Chris, I was kind of just making it up as I was going along. Hey, all right. Well, sign off, Mr. Game Show Host. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into my game show that doesn't have a name inside of this Better podcast. Free as a bird. It's not the name of the show, just how I'm feeling right now. Uh, bonk, bonk, bonk Yonkers is the name of my game show inside of Eating Soup Alone Eating Soup Alone presents Bonk Yonkers contestants of Bonk Yonkers were styled by the Salvation Army and are put up in the Hyatt thank you to our sponsors no one because we're in it for the fuck no sorry start over thanks for tuning in to my game show inside this podcast called In It for the Yucks. In It for the Funny. That's what we said earlier. Um, styled by blah, 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 saying in the Hyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now we'll play the ending theme song to the game show. It's Freebird again. And now our cat's knocking shit over because she wants this to be over, I guess. And stay tuned for your local news. Spay and neuter your cats. That's that, Mattress Man. That's what I was waiting for. Goddamn, Chris. I thought you were going to beat me in there somehow. No, I was going to let you plow there. Well, I did. <laughs> If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>